How you doing? And welcome to Music Industries Today's Tuesday Talk is where we discuss what's going on in the world of music business. I'm Peter Schwing and joining me today are my fellow co-hosts, Sam Tall and The Duke. If you have any questions you'd like to talk about, chime in in the comments below. So today, the team is going to talk about Spotify may, I'm going to say Spotify again, because I'm going to try to get that one right. Spotify may have to answer to the UK government. And is it possible that labels are still practicing pay to play? So we have a lot to cover. Let's get to it. Today, well, the other day, Music Business Worldwide reported the economics of music streaming inquiry to be undertaken by the British government's Digital Culture, Media and Sport Committee will analyze business models operated by streaming firms like Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music and Google Play. In it, Julian Knight states, while streaming is a growing and important part of the music industry, contributing billions to global wealth, its success cannot come at the expense of talented and lesser known artists. Here with his thoughts on this, on the inquiry, and to look at the numbers is Sam Tall. How are you doing, Sam? I'm good, Peter. How are you? Good, good. So is it time the streaming services change their payout model? And I know going back, people for years have discussed Spotify, where your money is getting pay, going out to the big pool, where it's the top 1% mm -hmm. artists, as opposed to who you are listening to, because there are many that are listening to the indie or the smaller artists and they feel that those artists should be compensated more fairly is that you know what are your thoughts on that so at some point previously uh in our conversations here at music industry city i've addressed my feelings about a user-centric payment model uh i still very much support that my thoughts about that haven't changed uh if anything they've uh, galvanized even further uh and this uh, you know is obviously represented in the conversations that are be being had uh around independent artists rights ownership uh how labels and platforms are paying under contracts as well as just royalty rates and uh, you know average revenue per user being a driver of uh how artists are making money with uh conversations around the equity for artists in a situation like this, where a government is just making a formal inquiry. It's not an investigation. It's not considering legislation, but it's the first step. And it's really taking a concerted uh, legislative look, regulatory look at the way that these payments are handled. Now, obviously, we, we see Deezer has done experiments in this in the past. Uh, it's been bandied about for you know uh, the better part of the last five or six years. Um, the user-centric payment model, for those who don't know, essentially just means that for every dollar you put in, that dollar is broken out amongst what you actually listen to as opposed to what the platform as a whole is listening to. So for example, uh, if you pay $9.99 to Spotify, we'll just call it $10, uh, and you uh, listen to 10 tracks, each one of those tracks is going to get uh, one-tenth of your money. Uh, if you listen to a thousand tracks or you listen to one track a thousand times, your money is going to be split among those thousand plays and then allocated to the artists accordingly. Uh, this really favors independent artists, smaller artists, where the audiences tend to be very, very um, 
committed and very deep in the trenches with that artist and not so uh, deep with pop artists. Maybe they have a couple of plays here and there for Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande, stuff that's like new and important to know from a pop culture perspective. But the bulk of that listening time is spent on the stuff that they're passionate about as opposed to the stuff that's just popular. Um, there's some kind of concern from the upper levels that suggests that, uh, you know, this then defavors the larger artists that do have larger fan bases and don't have deep listening as much as they have broad listening. But frankly, is that as much of a problem? You know, I, I don't think that we can look at the million dollars a week that WAP is generating on uh, streaming platforms and say, yeah, we should protect that. I'm not saying they shouldn't make money. It's a popular song. It's it's you know it's it's a fun listen and it's worth rewarding ingenuity uh, of that nature. Sure, uh, but the thing that we don't need to worry too much about is are Cardi B and Megan The Stallion making enough money? We need to worry about whether independent artists, as as the member of parliament in that quote suggested, that don't have the same opportunity. And right now they're disadvantaged under a pool model. So. Uh, I'm very uh, optimistic that someday this is going to come about. I think it's well overdue. It's not even just high time. It's well overdue. Um, and and frankly, it has the ability to uh, help a sort of a middle class of artists continue to arise. Now, we've seen this kind of develop uh, in, the, in the years since the advent of streaming and the popularization of it. Now we're you know seeing conversations about are we reaching peak streaming? Are we getting to the point where there are fewer and fewer new customers and we have to talk about what the average revenue per user is instead? Um, but that average revenue per user is going to you know all kind of dump towards the, the top of that rank if we don't do something to change the system and the way that it works. We can't rely on the companies to do this themselves. We can't expect the labels to uh, approve something like this proactively. Um, it's not in their interest. We're going to have to do this, I think, from a regulatory perspective and fight for sort of the equity uh, for artists in a system like this. It's something that also, you know, it's, it's just kind of an investigation and research, but what companies are going to start fearing is government overreach. So sure. it's like, you know, how much, how much influence will they have? And, you know, you're talking about Apple, Amazon, Spotify, you know, and, and then some, you know, we don't want to leave out the titles and the Deezers and everything, but it's, you look at the different pay models and it's like, how can they say, you know, the government can't say something. Oh, I think Sam just kind of popped out for a second. Let's see. Uh, hey, Sam. I, I, had a, I have audio glitch. You're just, Oh, there you there are. Oh, go. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it with my my FaceTime camera here. <laughs> <laughs> what happened there? Was that was your webcam? By the way, looks great. Your other yeah. One. Well, I have I have uh you know USB peripherals that uh, I don't know why, but they glitch from time to time. Mm -hmm. Um, but so in any case, I I think uh. You know, it's it's important to be asking the right questions. It's important to be investigating the right things. I, you know, obviously we're talking about power players here with the largest tech companies in the world. But what we also know to be true is that Apple's under scrutiny, um, mm -hmm. and you know we have the very real situation of antitrust inquiries into all manner of tech companies. And I think, you know, if anything's going to change from the regulatory level, firstly, we know it's not going to happen in the U.S. Um, but precedent from around the world is starting to be considered.
Yeah. So it's uh, something interesting to keep an eye out on, and we should follow up with this. Uh, keep an eye out and follow up with this. So thank you very much, Sam. And uh, yeah, and don't worry. I mean, technical problems. I mean, I got control central over here, so I'm, I'm used to things just like, yeah. you know, it's like, wait, why is this red light flashing? So, <laughs> but you know, that's, that's where, that's where we're at right now. So, all right. Thanks so much. All right. And Let's move on to pay to play. Our record label still doing pay for play. Now, Alt Press released an article where they referenced a report published by Rolling Stone in which they claim it obtained over 2,500 text messages that show correspondence between industry professionals and independent radio promoter Steve Zapp making behind closed door deals. Here's the perspective on the issue is the Duke. Dave, how you doing? I'm blessed, Peter. Dude, blessed. floating in the clouds. I love it. It's a great place to be. Uh, this is this seems like it's going back to the old school way of promotions. Uh, what 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 say you on this? Yeah, I mean, when I saw it, I said, "Well, wow! Like, I can't believe that this could still be happening in our current climate." But at the same time, I felt like, "Well, if nobody's going to step their foot on it, then why wouldn't it still be happening?" You know, and um. If you think about late major labels, at least as far as the finances that they put into the artists, why would they not go through every avenue? If there's no policing of them, why wouldn't they do those things? Um, I kind of thought about it in the way, um, you know, where I grew up. I grew up in Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. I grew up around the mob in the 80s and the 90s. So I really kind of saw like how the mob did their things. And I kind of look at the major labels kind of in the same way. I've known a lot of radio uh, independent promoters and they're just hustlers and I respect the hustle. And people got to make money. But um, the mob, what they used to do is they would go into the fish market and they say, hey, listen, Joe, the fish man, uh, we love your fish, but you're not going to sell your fish anymore. You're going to sell our fish now or else. And I feel like why would the labels not do the same thing? You know, uh, Giuliani, you know, kind of did his thing on the mob. But if there's no Giuliani for the major labels, I don't see why this would not be happening uh, for the next thousand years, however long the labels might still exist but um a lot of people i posted online and people are like wow man like why wouldn't you think this is happening and it's like the article was just kind of like i like wow like this is happening and it's like well why wouldn't it be happening you know what i mean it's just because people don't talk about it you see all these politicians you don't think that they're getting whipped by dominatrixes they are you know what i'm saying you're just not seeing it because they have suits on but as soon as the suits come off they got girls underwears on 100 so uh just understand that that's the way that the label systems work and it is what it is yeah, it's it's something that's, you know, always behind closed doors, behind the scenes, there, there's something going on. I mean, for it's it's been like that. I mean, you talk about an industry that, that was founded on crooks, you know, the, the late 1800s and copyright and people stealing piano roll. You know, it was kind of like, you know, the original, um, you know, uh, Napster was stealing sheet music and piano rolls from other people. So, you know, it's always been going on. And then then it's like, well, here play play my song to cover artists like here play my song i'll throw you some money i mean in every single way in every aspect it there could be a play of somebody saying here go play my song go play this or perform my song so it's there's you know it's it's not like it's you know it's been hidden for a little while because there was that whole years ago the radio payola and then that was shut down but then you know there's still always something somebody's buying somebody a car somewhere People need to drive, man. They got to get from A to B. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. All right. Thanks a lot, Dave. All right. And 
that is going to be it for today. Thank you all for tuning in. If you want to continue the conversation, leave a comment below. And if you find this interesting, hit that subscribe button and ring the notification bell to be alerted about new shows. You can also find us at musicindustrycity.com and on your preferred podcast. Thank you again to my co-host, Sam and the Duke. Stephanie Carlin is... Uh, going to be coming back next week on our new Thursday New Thoughts program. So make sure to check that out. Have a rocking day, everybody. Peace.